It's the HBCU Report with Bob Calloway. Inside my childhood when it's my heart die And even though we both came from the same places The money and the fame made us all change places How could it be through the misery that came to pass The hard times make a true friend afraid to ask A currency but you can run to me when you need And I never leave honestly Someone to believe in as you can see It's a small thing to a truth What could I do? Real homies help you get through And come anew he'd do the same thing if he could Cause in the hood true homies make you feel good And after times we be acting up Call the cops Bringing a cease to the peace that was on my block It never stops when my mama asked me Will it change? I tell her yeah but it's clear I'll always be the same Until the end of time to another edition of the HBCU Report. I am your host, Rob Calloway, checking in with you Tuesday, June 16th, 2020. Thank you guys for tuning in. However you may be listening, be sure to follow us on social media, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter 
at HBCU Report. Remember, when we're not here, we're there. There is sportsnewsandbrews.com, your official source for sports, black news, political news, and the latest on your favorite craft beers. Well, ladies and gentlemen, you know, we are here. Yes, we are. Uh, If you guys uh, missed last week, man, we had... Uh, three great shows last week. We kicked things off Tuesday with our celebration, last Tuesday with our celebration of the year 2000. We were also joined by SWAT Commissioner Charles McClellan. Thursday night, Grady Brewer, the head basketball coach of the Morehouse Maroon Tigers, checked in with us. And then Saturday on the big show over on XSquadRadio.com, we kicked off the halftime mix with the legendary DJ Jelly representing those Southern style DJs, the big oomph camp. And that right there was phenomenal. So if you missed um, last week's shows, or if you've uh, missed any of our recent uh, episodes, please get caught up. You can do so on demand 24 seven via Spreaker, iHeartRadio, the TuneIn radio app, Apple podcast, Spotify, Google podcast, or any platform where great podcasts are served. All right. So as we uh, just take a look uh, around at some of the headlines, um, some of the stories that have made headlines rather since we last joined you, uh, Florida A&M has announced their 2020 uh, Hall of Fame class news out of Louisiana. Now we already knew that this was going to happen, but trust me, there will be a trickle down effect from this as the Bayou classic. Uh, will not be played in new Orleans this year. We're going to talk about that coming up in the next segment, a couple options for them, but how is this going to affect uh, the rest of the HBCU landscape, especially when you talk about these big boy classics, we'll talk about that coming up in the next segment. Also uh, news out of Louisiana as federal embezzlement, uh, uh, excuse me. I didn't even say that right. Federal embezzlement charges uh, have been filed against former Southern university band director, Nathan Hamer. Wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> also this story, man, Jesus Christ. And I have to make sure that I, uh, zero in on this story before we get up out of here tonight. But Thomas Lee, also known as snacks has knocked off top seeded and legendary gymnast, Simone Biles to advance to the final four of the can't stop watching moment for the 2020 ESPYs presented by capital one. Yeah. You know what? Hmm. I want to talk about it now, but I'm going to hold it. Uh, Shouts out to my guy, Dennis Thomas, Dr. Dennis Thomas, the commissioner of the MEAC. Some good news for him. Finally, you know, everybody's been talking about the MEAC, but it hadn't been with it hadn't been positive. If you will, Uh, Dennis Thomas has been named a candidate for the 2021 college football hall of fame. So congratulations to him. Early congratulations to him Um, after being suspended indefinitely in December. Jay Joyner has officially resigned as the head men's basketball coach at North Carolina A&T. Netflix is set to give $5 million to nonprofits benefiting the black community. Now, how do you identify who's actually benefiting the black community and not just benefiting their black pockets? Well, hmm, that's another thing. Uh, Also, talking about sports, as we talk about the Bayou Classic and, and health concerns in the state of Louisiana, how about this? Cowboys running back Ezekiel Elliott is among uh, several NFL players to test positive for COVID-19. Wow. And as we talk NFL, NFL commissioner Roger Goodell says that he's encouraging teams to sign Colin Kaepernick. Oh, really? Oh, really now? (laughs) Jesus. Oh, my God. And it was uh, just announced today, uh, a few hours ago, that the 2021 Pro Bowl will be played at the uh, Raiders Stadium in Las Vegas Sunday, January 31st 
one week before the Super Bowl is to be played. And so uh, that's got to be big. They're going to move everything to Vegas, man. I'm telling you, you know what? I miss Vegas right now. I was, um, for those of you that, that listen to this show frequently, I have this love affair uh, with the city of Las Vegas, not necessarily the state of Nevada, but the city of Las Vegas, man. I love that place. You know, usually I go two, three times a year, no less than twice a year. And this whole COVID thing has just been throwing my schedule off my birthday, ladies and gentlemen, in case anybody uh, would like to do something for me. My cash app is uh, Rob Calloway, R-O-B-C-A-L-L-O-W-A-Y. <laughs> um, let me make sure I gave you the right cash app, just in case anybody want to send me something. But my birthday is Saturday. And usually what I do is I usually wake up in Vegas on my birthday. That's usually how things go down for me. And uh, not happening, man, not happening. And I'm a little sick about it. But, you know, it's better to be safe than sorry, as they say. Um, But, yeah, they're going to move everything to Vegas sports-wise because, you know what, the weather, nine times out of ten, you're going to get the best weather. Uh, That Raiders stadium, it's indoors, so it doesn't get any better than that. Plus, you got all the gambling, you got all the casinos. You know, I've I've gone on record as saying I wouldn't be surprised if um, an NBA team actually starts a franchise in Las Vegas to follow the WNBA franchise, the Aces, that play their home games at the Mandalay Bay Arena. And so, uh, you know, I could see them actually uh, moving more of these uh, professional uh, sporting contests uh, to the city of Las Vegas. And yes, ladies and gentlemen, in case anybody would like to send me a birthday love offering Saturday, my cash app is R-O-B-C-A-L-L-O-W-A-Y. All right, so, you know, handle that, you know, surprise me. (laughs) um but uh you know before we move any for any further uh of course this is the celebration of of 2001 this is the hbcu report the kickoff of the celebration of uh, the year 2001 i gotta talk about this uh briefly because everybody knows that listen to this show that uh, i am based here in metro atlanta and uh, we had a story that broke here uh friday night that i'm sure all of you are aware of uh, a young man, a 27-year-old young man, Rayshard Brooks, uh, lost his life um, following a situation with uh, two police officers in a Wendy's parking lot. You know, now without going all into detail and the long, drawn-out story, because everybody can uh, just Google it and you can see the video for yourself. Um, at a time where it's just so much going on with the police, you know, in my opinion this was just another black eye for law enforcement officers. I mean, here you have this guy. Yeah. He was drunk. He was passed out in the drive through. You came, you woke him up. Uh, he pulled over. Uh, I mean, based on the conversation that I saw he was having with police, he was very compliant. He seemed like he was a real uh, cool guy. Um, but somewhere along the line, you know, I guess he had one of those thoughts that many of us have had, you know, when you are confronted by the police, I ain't going to jail. I ain't going to jail. Um, and so, you know, some things happened and he ended up being shot in the back twice. You know, my thing about this is he asked the police, he was like, man, can I just walk home? Can I just walk to my sister's house? She's li- she lives right here, you know, and he was being so compliant that, you know, at the end of the day, I almost feel like the police probably should have just let him lock the car up and took him home or or somewhere or let somebody come pick him up because there are incidents all the time. We see incidents like this all the time where they say, oh yeah, you too drunk to drive. Can you call somebody? And then usually if you can't call anybody, then they say, well, you know what? 
we're going to have to go ahead and take you in. That didn't happen in this case. And, uh, you know, there's been so much that has transpired following the death of Rayshard Brooks. Uh, not even 24 hours later, that same Wendy's where he was in the drive through was burned to the ground. Again, kind of senseless because the Wendy's actually had nothing to do with the death of Rayshard Brooks. Um, I, you know, we're just living in some crazy times right now, ladies and gentlemen. And so, uh, you know, my advice to, to everybody, just be safe, man. Don't put yourself in, in a situation where you end up in a, in a, a predicament that you can't really get yourself out of, you know, drinking and driving is one of them. You know, I'm not blaming this guy, but I'm just saying when you put yourself in certain situations, you know, you might find yourself not able to get out of that situation. And to go a step further, you know, maybe if he had just complied with the police and and not got into the scuffle and, and all of that, you know, he could have been home the next day. Like, let's just be very honest. He could have been home the next day. I'm not defending the police. I'm just saying sometimes you have to use your best judgment and, and he was inebriated. So he clearly wasn't thinking right. He clearly wasn't thinking right. And so, uh, like I said, uh, police, you know, here in Atlanta, I mean, they're about to have to go through all kind of training to, to make sure that these things don't happen anymore. You know, a taser, somebody taking a taser from you. Yeah. A taser is non-lethal. Just go back and watch the video. Just go back. You'll see the cop actually, the one that still had his taser, pulled the taser, put the taser in his left hand, drew the weapon, dropped the taser, and started shooting. I mean, just watch the video. Just watch the video. Anyway, I'm not trying to put a damper on this show. This is the HBCU Report, and I am Rob Calloway. But, you know, there are some things that, you know, you just you just have to tackle as black folk. You just have to tackle. And, um, and that's just one of them. You know, so my condolences go to the family. Um, you know, but again, I just wish the police had to just said, man, we'll call somebody or can you call somebody? And, and this whole situation could have been, could have been avoided. It, it, it could have been avoided. All right. Well, before we uh, go into the second segment of tonight's show and, and coming up uh, in the next segment, we're actually going to talk more about this Bayou Classic not happening in New Orleans and the trickle down effect that it could have on some of the other classics and how they look. Uh, in the upcoming 2020 football season. But before we do all of that, we got to take a look back at the year 2001. It was January 9th of 2001 that the Apple Computer Company released the iTunes program forever changing the way we download and organize music and movies. In music, until the end of time, the seventh studio album and third uh, posthumous album by Tupac was released uh, March 27th of 2001. The album debuted at number one on the U.S. Billboard charts, selling 426,000 copies in the first week and was later certified quadruple platinum. And uh, it's only befitting that, you know, we're talking Pac right now. It's his damn birthday. Happy birthday to the GOAT. He would have been 49 years young today, man. And the thing about it is, Dave Chappelle did a skit a while back on the Chappelle show and he was damn right you know the things Tupac talked about in some of those songs are still relevant to this very moment to this very moment so again happy birthday to the goat and you know listen Tupac put out 
You know, this was his seventh until the end of time with his, was his seventh studio album, the third following his death. Now, if anybody out there wonders why I always say that Biggie Smalls was lazy, this is why. Tupac, <laughs> Tupac put out what? Five albums following his death, or maybe six. He had a lot of material, ladies and gentlemen. Yes, he did. And on October 9th, I'm Serious, the debut album by T.I. was released through Arista Records at the box office. Training Day, directed by Antoine Fuqua, starring Denzel Washington and Ethan Hawke as two LAPD narcotics officers hit theaters October 5th. And how high? The African-American, yeah, the African-American stoner comedy starring Method Man and Red Man was released December 21st of 2001. And in sports, it was May 20th of 2001 that Barry Bonds hit home run number 73 to set the single season home run record, surpassing the previous records of 66 by Sammy Sosa and 70 by Mark McGuire set in 1998. And that is a look back at the year 2001. Coming up on the other side, no Bayou Classic in the city of New Orleans. How is this going to affect the rest of HBCU Classics? We'll talk about that and much more coming up next right here on the HBCU Report. Hey, hon, what you doing with your phone? Taking pictures? No, I'm asking questions. Like what? Hey, Bobo, do flowers have best friends? I'm sorry. I'm afraid I don't know that. Hey, follow me. I want to show you something. Look, flowers do have best friends. Whoa. Some answers can only be found in nature. Discover the unsearchable. Visit discovertheforest.org to find a trail near you. Brought to you by the United States Forest Service and the Ad Council. If you missed the HBCU Report with Rob Calloway, here's what you missed. Rob Calloway on the line with Jackie McWilliams. She is the commissioner of the CIAA Sports with No Fans. Could that be a thing? Oh my Who's hurting now? Who's hurting now? I have to shut you down. Now. 
You must have fell and bumped your head, messing up my shit, and violating me. Violating me. About to call my peace and take it to the streets. Nothing you can do, and there's nothing you can say, you can say that could persuade me to stay with you another day. You have crossed the line to the point of no return. What you do from here on out? I'm no longer concerned. See, I, I heard it all before. Let me explain. Baby, baby, not what you think. That's what you said to me. But your lies ain't working now. Now, look who's hurting now. Now, I had to shut you down. Shut you down. Before HBCU Report, Rob Calloway hanging out with you on a Tuesday night. Thank you for tuning in to the show. Now, uh, really quick, a quick side note to this Sunshine Anderson story. Now, for all my folks uh, listening to this that actually went to high school with me, Southwest Cab, you already know what it is. Um, in this video, the Sunshine Anderson video, uh, one of my good friends growing up, Rodney Williams, who was a punter uh, at Georgia Tech. He also ended up uh, being drafted by the New York Giants. He was the punter for the New York Giants uh, in the early 2000s. He was Sunshine Anderson's love interest in this video. And I thought that was the funniest thing because I had no idea. And then one day the video came on and I'm looking. I'm like, holy crap, that's Rodney. <laughs> so uh, big shouts out to Rodney. Shouts out to Sunshine Anderson, man. That was a... That was a hit right there. Jesus, that was a hit. 2001 was a a, a great year for music. And uh, coming up Saturday, uh, the halftime mix, DJ Jelly, uh, Southern Style DJs. Yeah, we're going to take a look back at 2001 as only they can. Yeah, man. Unbelievable. 2001, The Blueprint from Jay-Z is probably the one album that I remember the most from 2001. I played that thing from beginning to end. I remember when it came out, September 11th, 2001. Yeah, the same. Yeah, 9-11 was the day that Jay-Z dropped that. But anyway, anyway, moving right along, man, because we got stuff to talk about. All right, so uh, at the top of the show, I mentioned uh, that Thomas Lee, also known as Big Snacks, I think it's Big Snacks or maybe just Snacks. I'm going to call him Big Snacks. Um, he has knocked off uh, top-seeded um, and legendary gymnast Simone Biles. And I got the story from HBCU Game Day. Shouts out to them as well. Uh, but he knocked off gymnast Simone Biles to advance to the final four of the Can't Stop Watching moment for the 2020 ESPYs presented by Capital One. Now, here's the thing about that. 
is that, okay, it was a good moment. It was a good moment, but let's be honest. Now I know somebody, I'm probably going to take a beating for this and it's fine. It's fine. If, if somebody has anything to say about it, because I, I wholeheartedly (laughs) believe this in the deepest part of my heart, my black heart. (laughs) Look, anytime we see big people do something, we are amazed by it. Right. And I say we, as the general public, not me, because once upon a time ago, I was a big dude. You know, and so I know the big dudes can do some amazing things. I wasn't the size of big snacks, you know, but I was like at my heaviest. I was like 240. You know, I'm 175 now, but I do know the plight of the big man. And I do know that anytime somebody sees a big person do something, dance or just whatever, play basketball, whatever. They're like, oh, my God, I can't believe it. I can't stop watching, which is the problem. Because, see, here is the thing. If. Big Snacks, Thomas Lee. I'm going to call him Thomas. I can't call a grown-ass man Big Snacks. Um, Thomas. Now, if if Thomas was 6'5", 200 pounds, this wouldn't even be a freaking story. You know why they can't stop watching? Because he's fat. And I'm not, I'm not saying that in any kind of demeaning manner, but that's why. Because he's overweight, and yeah, it was a feel good story. He was the what the the ball boy or something, a trainer, and he got in the game. Oh, all right. We had a Rudy moment. It was a Rudy moment. But was it really Espy worthy? Like, let's be honest. Why was it really Espy worthy? Right. Right. Because because society has this thing about big people that can move. Look at rerun from what's happening. If I have to go all the way back. Right? What? Why were they so impressed with rerun? Because he could dance, and so uh, yeah, you know, congratulations to Thomas on, on, on receiving this national recognition. But I have to be very honest. I don't think this is the na- national recognition that I would want. I, don't, I look. I'm just saying. I'm just saying because if it was the other way around, if he was a skinny dude, this wouldn't even made. This wouldn't even be a headline. I digress. HBCU report, Rob Calloway hanging out with you. I'm just, I'm just telling you how it is. How it TIE is, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Don't forget to follow us on social media, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at HBCU report. Also remember when we're not here, we're there. There is your official content partner. Well, our official content partner, your official source for sports, black news, political news, and the latest on your favorite craft beers. That would be sportsnewsandbrews.com. All right, so the Bayou Classic, is it going to be played in New Orleans? Is it not going to be played in New Orleans? Is it? Is it not? Well, here's what I do know. What I do know is that um, the mayor of New Orleans already went on record in saying that there were were not going to be any large gatherings in the city of New Orleans, said that months ago, right? That's why we don't have an Essence Festival. That's why it's going to be virtual, right? That's why it's going to be virtual because they're not doing any large gatherings uh, in New Orleans. And so uh, a few days ago, uh, Roman Banks, the athletic director for uh, Southern University, uh, announced that the game would not be played at the Superdome. And by the way, it's no longer the Mercedes-Benz Superdome. Ha ha. Benz got wise, took their name off that toilet bowl of a stadium. <laughs> anyway, and so, um, you know, but not too long after he said that, Roman Banks, that is, that the, the game wouldn't be played in New Orleans, um, you know, the the powers that be, 
uh, from the Bayou Classic went on social media and was like, hey, family, no official decision has been reached as it relates to any details regarding the Bayou Classic 2020 or 2021. We appreciate your patience and hope to have more info in the coming weeks. Well, here's the thing. You know, the the, the reason that you want people to wait for the coming weeks is because you just want to get this thing solidified. Like, we're not stupid. We know what it is. You just got to get a place solidified. Now, the places that they're actually talking about possibly hosting this is at Mumford Stadium on the campus of Southern University, uh, Independent Stadium in Shreveport, or Tiger Stadium on LSU's campus. And so it's going to be very, very interesting to see how this plays out for multiple reasons. You got to understand the Bayou Classic is the second largest HBCU. (laughs) Yeah, I did. They are the second largest HBCU classic uh, following uh, the Magic City Classic. And so, you know, pretty much whatever happens with this in the coming weeks, I I promise you it is going to be a determining factor in these in these other classics that are big boys whether you talk about the magic city classic which is the biggest biggest of them all then the bayou then uh the state fair classic and then you have the uh the one up in tennessee uh what is it called between um jackson state and tennessee state it it, uh the southern heritage and then you've got the florida classic and you know you got several other classics that that are big time And, and not to mention the celebration bowl and so, you know, I, I'm just curious to see how uh, these schools in Louisiana actually handle this because um, there's so much that goes into these these classics as far as when you talk about uh, logistics and when you talk about advertising and all of that. And so um, mark my word, mark my word, ladies and gentlemen, that. Whatever happens as a result of the Bayou Classic, again, it's not happening at the Superdome. We might as well just get that out of our minds for those of you that are holding on to that pipe dream. Not happening. Uh, So we just have to watch this because I wouldn't be surprised if what they did just this year was move these Classic games to the campus. Now, the Bayou Classic being played at Mumford, not sure how many Mumford holds, but I know LSU Stadium holds more than the Superdome. And so they could more than accommodate that traditional Bayou Classic crowd. But do you really want that many people at the game? That's a whole nother thing. So, you know, I can look um, into my crystal ball and see that some of these classics are going to be played on home campuses. I promise you, I would not be surprised if the Magic City Classic uh, moved from Birmingham just this year and moved to Montgomery to the campus of Alabama State because a and couldn't hold it. They, yeah, that Rudy Poop State, they can't hold it. But Bama State definitely could. Uh, you could be looking at a situation down in Florida where either one of those schools could host the Florida Classic or they might, you know, pick a, a new, another site. But I could see it happening on either campus. And so this is what I think we need to be looking, uh, looking at is um, classics being played on – Uh, Not neutral ground as they usually are, but maybe home in a way, you know, so it might end up being a two year situation just to be able to to level the playing field, if you will. So uh, we'll see. But, you know, I talk about this all the time with my friends and, and we're just convinced that there won't be a Magic City Classic. And if there is going to be a Magic City Classic, it won't look like the Magic City Classic that that we've all come to know and love. And so um 
like I said, we'll we'll see how this plays out. I mean, we still have uh, plenty of time, I guess. I guess we we still have some time, uh, but we'll um, keep you abreast of the situation. All right. Uh, this is the HBCU Report. Rob Calloway hanging out with you. Make sure you follow us on social media, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, at HBCU Report. Look, man, I know, I already know that my social media is going to take a, a licking because I'm talking about snacks. But, you know, before I even, the words even came out of my mouth, I already knew. <laughs> I already I already knew. It's something you just had to prepare yourself for. So I'm prepared for anybody that is ready to say anything to me about that. I'm prepared because it's true. Just think about it. It is true. All right. So coming up on the other side, man, before we get up out of here, man, the third and final segment going to close out uh, tonight's kickoff of our celebration of the year 2001. Uh, We will talk about Commissioner Roger Goodell, NFL Commissioner Roger Goodell, and why he's encouraging teams to sign Colin Kaepernick and what is going on with Juneteenth. Ladies and gentlemen, oh my God, all of that and more happens next, right here on the HBCU Report. If you missed the HBCU Report with Rob Calloway, here's what you missed. On the line right now with the Damon Wilson, head football coach of the Bowie State University Bulldogs, talking Rooney Rule. It seemed kind of crazy a little. I mean, like, hey, if you hire this coach, then we'll sweeten the pot for you. Like, what are your thoughts? From from my understanding uh, and what I've read thus far, I really don't like the, the new proposal right now uh, because I think it takes away the actual merit of that guy being a good quality coach. You know, and, and I, I don't think that's the way we want to go uh, with regards to improving the hiring of minority coaches I think there are enough good quality minority coaches out here that should they deserve an opportunity and I don't think you have to put an incentive in place uh, for the uh, higher ups to give that opportunity to those uh, minority coaches HBCU sports fans who finally have a voice this is the HBCU report with Rob Calloway my dear, my dear, my dear, you do not know me, but I know you very well. Now let me tell you that I can't, 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 can
Boy, when Joe came out, Joe came with that heat, didn't he? <laughs> yeah, he did. Yes, he did. This is the HBCU Report. Rob Calloway hanging out with you. The third and final segment underway. Thank you for tuning into the show. Man, time sure has been flying by. You know what? Before uh, things get away from me, shouts out to everyone uh, that is tuning in uh, that, that came over from Dr. Kenyatta Cavill's Inside the HBCU Sports Lab. I've been telling you the past few weeks that what I do is 15 minutes prior to kicking off this show on Tuesday night at 815, uh, I joined the crew uh, over at Inside um, the HBCU Sports Lab, and we just talk about you know what's going on in HBCU sports. We get uh, they get my take, I get their take on certain things, and so uh, you know it's uh, definitely a grassroots movement as we uh, attempt to cross promote. And speaking of cross promoting, coming up on Thursday, uh, we're scheduled to be joined by Kim Rashad, who is the editor in chief of uh, HBCUSports dot com, one of my favorite websites that I actually prep. Uh, for this show from so he'll be joining the show uh, Thursday night as we just talk about you know things that are going on in the the HBCU landscape sports education just whatever and so uh, that happens Thursday night all right so NFL commissioner Roger Goodell says that he is encouraging teams to sign Colin Kaepernick well it's mighty funny that you're doing that now yeah uh, the commissioner said that he's in favor of team signing Kaepernick. He told uh, ESPN that he welcomes, supports, and encourages clubs to bring aboard the former San Francisco 49ers quarterback who has not played since 2016 when the whole knee, uh, kneeling thing actually became an issue. Now, now Goodell is saying, on the other hand, that if no team actually signs Colin Kaepernick, he's welcoming him to the NFL table uh, to actually discuss how they could, um, you know, further help the black community. This is a a complete 180, ladies and gentlemen, a complete 180. You know, we just had a situation here in Atlanta a couple of months ago where Colin Kaepernick was supposed to be getting a trout and they got mad that he wanted to do it his own way and it became a whole fiasco. You know, all this brother's ever been doing from the very beginning is trying to protest police brutality in America. But somebody somewhere maybe the white house somebody somewhere started thinking that it was a a disrespect sign to the to the american flag or to the soldiers no it never had anything to do with that it only had to do with police brutality police injustice injustice to brown people and now everybody finally gets it and they're like oh colin come on back colin i'm curious you know i'm Look, I'm curious to see if any team is actually going to call Colin Kaepernick. I just had to be very honest. I was talking to my cousin the other day, and he's like, man, Colin Kaepernick wasn't even that good in the first place. I doubt if anybody calls him, and he hasn't played since 2016, which could be a thing. It could definitely be a thing. And so we'll uh, keep our eyes on that. You know, I'm never going to say that I don't want to see a black man employed. So if there's some money out there for Colin Kaepernick, whether it be Jacksonville or wherever, if there's some money out there for him, I want the boy to get it. So, you know, if you're looking for a quarterback, backup or whatever, Colin Kaepernick is uh, available and the commissioner is backing it, believe it or not. And speaking of believe it or not, before we get up out of here, Juneteenth, Juneteenth, ladies and gentlemen, Juneteenth has now become a thing. It's always been a thing, but... Here's what, here's what, let me just, just back up. All right. So in the wake of 
Big uh, Big George, George Floyd, in the, in the wake of his death, these corporations have decided that they are going to allow their employees time off for Juneteenth. What is Juneteenth? Does anybody know what Juneteenth is? All right, Juneteenth is the date that commemorates the ending of slavery in America. All right? And so we have a growing list of corporations that are making Juneteenth a corporate holiday. We've got Adobe, Fifth Third Bank, Google, JCPenney, LendingTree, Lyft, MasterCard, the New York Times, the NFL, Nike, Postmates, Quicken Loans, Square, Target, Twitter, U.S. Bank, Vox Media, and several other companies are making Juneteenth a corporate holiday. Well, I have absolutely no problem with that. But what I do have a problem with, ladies and gentlemen, and for those of you that are African-American and and grew up in an African-American situation like me in black DeKalb County, black Bama State, you know, or maybe you didn't. Maybe you grew up in a, a all white area. It's the same story. Before we start commemorating holidays, right? Here's what needs to happen. The history books need to be rewritten. And when I mean the history books, I don't mean like America's history. I mean the books that are in school. Why am I saying that? I am saying that because when I was in school and I am a black man, I am a very black man. When I was in in school and I and I only went to predominantly black elementary high schools, except for one. It was for a quarter. I went to another school that wasn't predominantly black. Other than that, I've been I've been in black schools my entire life. The one thing that we never learned about, we learned about slavery. We did learn about the Emancipation Proclamation, but the one thing that was not in the textbook was Juneteenth. And so here I am as a black man, not knowing what Juneteenth was until I was 18 years old, ladies and gentlemen. And no, it wasn't my folks' fault. It wasn't their fault because guess what? They had gone through the same thing I did. Nobody taught Juneteenth at school. And so before we can start celebrating and commemorating Juneteenth as a corporate holiday and start allowing America to be off work, we have to do a better job of making sure that everybody understands exactly what Juneteenth represents, not just from the black aspect, but as a whole, just as a whole. And if you really want to do me a favor, and this is for all you corporations out there, if you really want to do me a favor, how about you do this? How about somebody give me my reparations? How about somebody give me my 40 acres and my mule? How about somebody address the one elephant in the room nobody wants to address when it comes up? The word slavery. How about we do a better job of that before we start just saying, oh, yeah, Juneteenth, corporate holiday. We're going to celebrate for you blacks. Nah. Let's do a better job of educating the next generation on exactly what Juneteenth is because there are generations out here that have, that know but don't know. And with that, are all hearts and minds clear? <laughs> Producer man, everybody good? Y'all good? All right, here we go. If all hearts and minds are clear, that about do it for another edition of the HBCU Report. I'd like to thank uh, you guys for tuning in. 
because without you, the listener, there would be no HBCU Report. Be sure to follow us, social media, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at HBCU Report. When we're not here, we're there. There is sportsnewsandbrews.com, your official source for sports, black news, political news, and the latest on your favorite craft beers. And coming up Thursday night, Ken Rashad of HBCUsports.com joins the show as we run the gamut on HBCU Sports and more. And just remember, tomorrow's not promised, so we've got to be the best version of ourselves every damn day. This is the HBCU Report. I am Rob Calloway. See you Thursday night. Go. It's the HBCU Report with Rob Calloway.